Hello, and welcome to Untuxed, a VMC podcast experience dedicated to the 40th anniversary and season of the Vancouver Men's Chorus. I am your host, Mikey Van Nen. I am a first tenor in the chorus and have been a part of the chorus for now six strong years and loving every minute of it. And we are also joined here today by our co-host, the mastress mind behind the operations here. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and let them know who you are. Hello, everybody. My name is Kale Tian. I am a tenor, too, at the Vancouver Men's Chorus, and I'm also the one of the producers for this Untucked show. I'm happy to be here today. Thanks for having me, Mikey. Well, thank you. Thank you for your wonderful idea, and thank you for reaching out to me and asking to be one of the hosts of the first season of this podcast and i'm so excited to do so you know i would love for you to tell all the viewers and the listeners out there a little bit more about the podcast i think you already introduced this podcast really well it's it is a love letter to the past 40 years of vancouver men's chorus and as we get into our 40th season and probably one of the weirdest season ever. Uh, I think uh, this podcast is more important than ever to bring people together, to bring a membership together. And it's a good chance for, you know, our fans, our listeners to get to know us a little better behind the text. Yeah, I think it's such a great point that you bring up there. I think that all of us, no matter what our situations are, is that we're all really looking for a way to connect with one another, or at least have something that we can connect to. And I think that you coming up with this idea of the podcast uh, got me so excited to be a part of. And it's going to be great for, for everybody to listen to. And not just our, our fellow brothers in the chorus, yeah. but also all of our fans. And uh, we are so happy to all of to all of you and everybody who is joining us today for the very inaugural first episode of Untuxed, a VMC podcast. And the whole idea of this podcast is for our listener to experience what it's like to be a member of the Vancouver Men's Chorus. And naturally, we're going to introduce one of the members that have been with us for so long but look like a baby today our special guest is miss humphrey wow that was uh that was a great introduction uh, I have you to do <laughs> should i do this again i'm sorry we're gonna no, keep it's okay. it. Uh, I haven't been in the chorus for that long, <laughs> but I enjoy the baby part. Like it, it is really true. I'm I'm one of the babies in, yeah. <laughs> in the chorus. So would you please introduce yourself for us a little over here? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm Humphrey. I'm Humphrey Tam. I have been with the chorus for uh, six years, a little bit over six years, I think. I, I joined the, the term right before Mikey did uh, in 2014, I believe. And I'm also a tenor one. There are two or three first tenors and there are not a lot of first tenors in the chorus at all. So for you to you, everybody is being graced with the voices of two of them today. <laughs> and we are always graced by your voice, Kale. <laughs> so and and as Kale is saying that really this episode is going to delve into the intro to the chorus and how everybody got involved with the chorus from hearing about the chorus to the audition process and all those sort of emotions and feelings that go along with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's really the exciting part for me is to 
even though the three of us have been in the chorus for so many years, that we still have opportunities to learn about each other and learn about our stories. And like we said earlier, become more connected with one another. And uh, I want to ask actually Humphrey to start mm. off with the experiences. And uh, if you could briefly share how you got involved with the chorus did you see a show did you see a hot guy <laughs> did you see what you were looking for and and how did you get involved and started singing with the vmc well uh that's a that's an interesting question because i uh i joined the vmc because i had a had a breakup that's really that's really how it happened I'm uh, sipping. I'm sipping tea right now. You go, you go right ahead. Uh, so a few years before I joined the choir, actually, uh, I had another different breakup, uh, different than the one that I joined the choir before I joined the choir. Uh, and then um, I had a really good experience. Uh, uh, what happened afterwards? Because I decided I was going to join uh, uh, a running group, a charity kind of fundraising uh, uh, running group, and it ended up being like an extremely great experience because I, I start running. Half marathon, marathons all around North America, and and you know I made a lot of friends. I was no longer depressed, so that was fantastic. And then uh, so and then a couple months before I joined the VMC, I had another breakup, and I just thought to myself, you know what? If I if I keep on having these breakup, I might as well do something good to my time, like do something eventful, meaningful to my life. So I thought that, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to do something that I've never done before and is to join a gay organization. Um, and uh, the choir came to mind and that's how I end up joining the VMC. It's, it's because of a, of a breakup. And what was your first season? My first season? My first season was number one hit in 2014, I believe. I think that was Oh, that year. is such a good show. That was a fantastic show. Uh, I keep on telling people if, uh, to keep people that if they survive that particular show, they can survive a lot of VMC because there were like eight different languages that we have to sing and seven or eight different productions. It was, it was crazy. It was a fantastic show, though. Were you surprised, uh, Humphrey, at the sheer volume of songs you had to learn within a short amount of time? <laughs> I think I was I was in shock. Uh, I think by the time that we get to say our retreat, I was I thought I was not ready. I thought I was oh my god, I'm so behind. Like everybody must have known all their stuff. Um, but yeah, but you know, you slowly kind of learn that, you know, they, they have a way, we have a way of doing things and it always kind of worked out. So yeah, but the first year was, was intimidating. No, I have to say, yes, it was definitely a bit scary. And how did you learn about VMC to begin with? I, ah, uh, that's a good question. I think, um, I know the VMC from the parade. So every year I would have been watching the parade and I always see the VMC walking by. So I know the VMC uh, from the parade. Just casually uh, walking but, uh, by. <laughs> well, I mean, we were, they were singing and dancing yes. and all, right? So it was always fantastic. And I always have this mental note in my head. I remember that, hey, you know, if one day I want to join something, this will be a good group to join because they always looks like they have a lot of fun. And I've seen them many, many years on the parade. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have a fun story about that, though. You know, back then when I was uh, watching the parade, I always have my DSLR with me. So I would always like take photos of the parade, right? And I have these long lenses and I take photos. <laughs> and then 
Um, for many years, you know, obviously you're the pride parade. You would take photos of, of, you know, the guys, the hot guys that you, that, that, that you see, right? So a few years back, I suddenly remember I have all these photos in my archives and I was wondering, did I ever take any photos of VMC guy that I thought it was hot and it's still in my, in my, <laughs> in my photo library? And I look, I did, I, I did definitely took a whole bunch of photos of different VMC guys in different years that I thought it was hot. And some of them are still in the choir. Oh. So it's, so it's actually a little bit embarrassing for me, but, uh, but it's kind of interesting, uh, to be like watching the parade one year and then the next year just join the choir and, you know, singing with them and then be in the parade afterwards. And what about you, Mikey? Well, you know, this is a really, I have, I have many stories and people who know me know I love to tell <laughs> a story and, and usually one with, Usually one with a lot of detail, and, and I like to elaborate on this. And the, this uh, story of my journey to the BMC uh, starts, I believe, back in 2010. And I had heard about the Vancouver Men's Chorus, you know, ever since I had, you know, come out. And I'd seen them in the parade several years, just like Humphrey had said, and saw them singing and dancing. And was still in back in you know, 2010 still, you know, had been out for several years, but really hadn't connected more with the uh, the gay community, the queer community at that point. And I shared a little bit of the story actually with the, with the boys at Chorus back in the fall of how I had f kind of first heard about the VMC. And it actually goes back to a hookup As that I had. always does. Somebody, As it always does. Uh, you know, all <laughs> things lead back to some sort of fun. And hey, you got to... You have to credit this person that I that I did, um, you know, meet a up with. A physical interaction? You know, a physical interaction, maybe some, uh, maybe a few drinks, maybe a few kisses. And I'll leave the rest uh, to your mind to figure out what <laughs> else happened. Um, however, the next morning when I woke up at his place, he had said, oh, I have just, I haven't, I, my friend just called me. I have an extra, she has an extra ticket to the Vancouver Men's Chorus. Um, would you want to come? I'm like, no, I just, no, I'm, I'm okay. But that's how I had first heard about the chorus during the Christmas time, the Christmas season. So it was definitely through one of uh, the Making Spirits Bright or MSB, as we would say, uh, one of our MSB shows. That's how I had first heard about the chorus and how I actually got involved with the chorus actually, you know, relates right back to Humphrey's first show, which was 2014 spring show for for the VMC entitled number one hits and uh, some friends, some friends who were singing in the chorus had posted on Facebook saying that the VMC needed some volunteers and I love to just get involved. And at this point I was really getting involved with a lot of, uh, I was getting involved with softball and volleyball, a lot of sports related organizations. And I had always wanted to check out the chorus because I had, uh, I have a, a really large musical background. It played piano, violin, sang in qu choirs my entire life and had been away from it for some time. So I volunteered a couple of nights at the number one hit show and I was greeted by uh, a certain person his, by the name of Lenny Cousineau. And was <laughs> oh, greeted. I wonder who that is. We will definitely find out a little bit more about this so-called Lenny Cousineau 
in uh, future episodes. We might even be able to have some firsthand experience. He's quite a new member to the chorus. <laughs> so we are excited to, to speak with him to get his experiences. But I, I did meet Lenny there and he greeted me and was able to volunteer with the chorus. At that time, I had a couple of friends in the chorus uh, Connor Topley, Nils Hognestad. I I knew those boys, so they were singing in the chorus at that time. I saw the show, and as Humphrey said, if eight languages, I don't know how many production numbers they did. I can, and I'm gonna name some off just because I remember J Ho, Latino, Latina. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to dance with somebody, mm -hmm. um, as well as uh, Hung Up, Hung, Hung Up. Yeah. We did. You did Lord. They did Rolling in the Deep. That show had every number one hit, as well as Carmina Barana. They had that. Woo! Mariah. We also have Mariah. Yeah, Mariah. Beauty, Michael Jackson. Beauty and the Beast. So they had all of those. And I just saw that production. And I'm like, this is me. This is what I need to be a part of. <laughs> this is what I have to do. And so I had some friends that I worked with, actually, and we all, all three of us auditioned in the fall, Ryan and Takedo, who now live in Ottawa. And we were all working together at that time, all auditioned together. And uh, I felt like I remember going into that audition day feeling just super confident and I was really excited to to go ahead and we're, we're going to talk about more about the audition process shortly here but uh, I was remember feeling walking in and I'm like I am ready to do this I am here and uh, and here we are today so um, that's a bit of my story and uh, I'm in kale since you're here the last one of the three of us that needs to share us a bit of, of your story. Go ahead and, and let the listeners know about how you got involved with the chorus. It's kind of interesting that you guys both mentioned the Pride Parade. Actually, my first ever experience with the Vancouver Men's Chorus was participating in the parade with you guys <clears throat> through my uh, friend GB. What? Oh my God. Yes, because um, GB and I were actually talking to joined the course together, but um, he joined a year before I did. So in 2018, he basically told me that, hey, why don't you come over and uh, walk with the course and see if uh, it's the type of people that you would like to hang out with and, um, and see how you feel about that. So I did. I showed up to the choir float and greeted by our president now, Eric Gustafson. And uh, he was like, yeah, I have a t-shirt. So I took the t-shirt. I walked with you guys. I think you guys were doing Freedom and uh, uh, Freedom uh, Freedom 90. The Faith, yeah. Yes. Freedom 90 uh, and Faith. faith. And uh, I feel like I had to learn a choreography along the way somehow. So it was such a long parade and we're doing repeating and uh, we're repeating all those two songs over and over again and at the end of that parade i learned the choreography i learned the baritone part of the singing so i was like you know what let's just join this these people seem like the type of people that i can vibe with and then i joined that year for the christmas show as well so that is my story it was really short and sweet but 
uh, it's uh, something that it's so memorable to me and I will never forget. Yeah, I think if you're learning the choreography while you're walking with the, the with the boys and you've mastered the choreography by the end of that <laughs> one hour of walking down, walking down the hill and across uh, across Denman, then I think you know where you belong. Yeah, so. I was so happy that uh, you have found have found the chorus like we all that, that we've all found the chorus at some point in our lives and uh, and that we're all here to today. Um, we actually have some some testimonials, some stories testimonials. Uh, from some of our mem from some of our members. We'll call them testimonials, even though I read a, some of them that are quite shady. But <laughs> don't know. Don't know if I would uh, call those testimonials, but we'll definitely call them. We'll call them something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going through a few of these, we, for all the listeners out there, we we all have a list of of some of the members that have given us their stories, and we have all the, have the stories in front of us. So um, I'd actually like to go along the breakup sort of train and and share a story by one of our one of our members here. His name is Soon. And uh, his his him his story of joining the chorus dates back, you know, older than before than before you were born, Kale. Yes. So I'm gonna <laughs> I, go ahead and I share saw, that. I saw this number. I was like, ooh, this is you know pre me, <laughs> <laughs> pre pre you. So soon writes here and says, I broke up with my boyfriend in 1992. And was looking for things to fill my time. Ooh. I went to a movie at the Park Theater with a friend who sang with the defunct gay and lesbian choir. My friend pointed out Willie. Willie's was Desky, who, if you are a fan of the chorus, know that he is our artistic director. And of course, we're going to hear from Willie this, this coming season on the podcast. Uh, but back to the story, my friend pointed out Willie, who was sitting at the front, uh, pointed out Willie to me, and I went to chat with him. Then I came to the Academy of Music, rest in peace, that fall. Fast forward, now I rank proudly among the VMC elders. Still younger than Lenny, though. <laughs> I mean, I told you there was some shading here. We might as well start with that. Well, you know what? I wouldn't expect anything less from soon. So there we go. Totally. Totally. And I think I think that's also a good point is that there are so many different personalities and people from different walks of life in the chorus. And we all come together with singing and the joy of singing and the joy of music and the joy of sex all in our heads and our hearts. Maybe <laughs> minus the joy of sex, unless you. Oh, no, that's unless important. You're, that's important. That's also important. <laughs> as well. And. And it's and it's great to see that the, that people's humor and and their story comes out in their stories, and we can we can feel that energy that they're giving. Do you boys have it up in front of you as well? I would love for you each to read one of the stories that may have caught your attention because we have about at least this has to be about what 20, 25 submissions. Yes, mm -hmm. and there's quite a quite a bit here. Well, since GB is the one that led me into this whole shenanigan, I shall read his. I used to sing with the Rainbow Chorus Waterloo Wellington when I lived in Guelph, and the season I joined them was right after Unison 2014 in Ottawa. All they talked about was when VMC did Jai Ho with Choreo, not long after that, we did Jai Ho with Choreo. We also sang Willie's arrangement of everything possible in my first season with them. 
when they heard I was moving to Vancouver, they insisted I join VMC. So I did. You know, like just the word of mouth and the reach that the chorus has and, and people have heard about. And and I think that that also speaks to the work of our accompanist, Stephen Smith, as well as our artistic director, Willie Zwazdeski, that the work that they do outside of the chorus reaches so reaches people all around the world, truly. And you can find these arrangements. They're so widely used and, and Willie and Stephen are so widely respected in their in their field that that this is how we continue the intake of our members and uh you know spread the love around the world so um humphrey did you find one in there also we want to thank all of the members who did uh, share their stories with us because it really helps us have speaking points to this podcast in this first episode Mm -hmm. otherwise we would have nothing to talk about Wow. Well, we could talk about ourselves, and I think we're pretty good at talking about ourselves. <laughs> we totally could. <laughs> but let's not. That could go on for hours. Exactly. It um, could. The one that I want to read is actually uh, Frank, Frank Brigwell, because there's there's a lot of similarity to his and uh, a lot of the other members' uh, um, replies as well. So uh, Frank wrote, uh, I had just moved to Vancouver and was looking for an activity that didn't involve my husband and the VMC came into my radar and I thought I would give uh, the choir a try. Four years later, and I can genuinely say you guys have made Vancouver feels more like home for me. Uh, and I think that particular response uh, is very similar to a lot of other guys because we have guys who came from like Calgary, like Steve Shaw. We have uh, people like Cameron who comes from Australia, like a lot of different like people who join the choir because they don't have anybody in the city that they know and they end up joining a choir uh, wanting to make friends but they have this you know this gigantic community that they have at the end yeah um, I can definitely relate to that myself as well I uh, moved to Canada seven eight years ago from China uh, being a baby gay and it's uh, definitely something uh, I can definitely proudly to say that my life has separated from pre-VMC to post-VMC because pre-VMC I would have um, such a little group and such rotating group as you know how you know it is how difficult it is to make friends especially gay friends in a city like this Um, but post-VMC I have uh, truly find some of the friends that I would call family. Yeah, I th- I, same here. And I, I won't like say too much, but I really, it really resonated. I, it really struck home um, in Frank's, you know, story there when he said it felt like home. I, and I started to tear up a bit there and I was like, it really does <laughs> feel like that. And um, I, I know we could go on and talk about this forever, uh, I do want to share another story um, from here, and I think it's a great story. Um, and it's from our one of our life members, Andrew Natman, who is also our music selection committee chairperson. And uh, he says that uh, he says this. I moved to Vancouver in 1992 and didn't really know anybody. And as you can see, it's similar to like Frank's story as well as other stories, Cameron's story, your story, Kale. A lot of people move here and are trying to find some sort of belonging. And Andrew says, I didn't really know anybody. I was supposed to be moving with a friend, but he backed out. I found a route. 
I found a roommate on the classified wall at the old Little Sisters bookstore, and he encouraged me to join the VMC in January of 1993. I met the greatest group of guys and have had the best time being a part of this amazing group. Mm. You know, I wish we could share all the stories from all of our members, but I think this gives a really good sort of sample of, of the kind of depth and the breadth and the age ranges and the level of levels of experience uh, with the chorus. We have people from, you know, with absolute I am a professional musician to those who have never even carried a tune in their life. And that yes. is what is so welcoming about this organization. And uh, it's, it's just been really great to share some of these stories uh, with everybody that's been listening. On the feed that we ask our VMC members to share their story of joining and how do they know about us? Um, how do they hear about VMC? I read that one of our member, Connor, that this is a feel-good thread because we're living in such a chaotic time when we don't really get to see each other every Wednesday anymore. We don't get to perform in front of audience anymore. But uh, it is something that uh, there's something about these stories that just resonate with every single one of us. And um, the fact that through VMC, we have found our family in this big city and in this crazy world. Yeah, I think we are sitting here reading through the stories and just feel all the love um, that we have all experienced through the chorus. And, uh, you know, reading that, those, some of those stories, it's been great to share that. And I think we do have some audio clips as well. We do. Don't we? We do. Oh, we great. Have to. We're now going to actually listen to an audio clip of uh, one of our members by the name of Eric Gustafson, who also happens to be the current Vancouver Men's Chorus president. So let's hear from him. So my name is Eric, and I joined the Vancouver Men's Chorus back in 2012. 2012, as everyone will recall, is the year that Pitch Perfect came out. And me and a couple of close friends, we used to sing all the parts to every song of Pitch Perfect as perfectly as we thought we could do. And this kind of gave us the idea that, hey, we should join a choir. So at the end of that summer, I started researching it and uh, through Google found the Vancouver Men's Chorus. And uh, we all spent all of September just wringing our hands, thinking and stressing about signing up for an audition to join this choir. And in the end of all my friends, I'm the only one who uh, actually got it together and auditioned at the end of September. And I sang a song from Sweeney Todd called Joanna. And I remember uh, Willie couldn't keep up with uh, me singing the music because I was just in my own world by that point. And anyways, passed the audition, made it into the chorus, and now it's been eight whole years. I find it really interesting that, that he mentioned uh, Pitch Perfect because in the 2012 kind of era, uh, there were a lot of uh musicals and yeah. Movies. yeah there was glee yeah, pitch perfect yeah. and uh, all exactly. those things and they're all um, about the chorus singing yeah also um in another big one around pitch perfect was uh what was that show on nbc and it had like the acapella groups and pentatonics oh, pentatonics was found sing the sing-off was that was called the sing-off right it's a sing -off? i think it was called I, the sing-off yeah, yeah, yeah maybe that yeah. as well but yeah. All right, we're going to listen to another audition story, and this one is by one of our very deep-voiced basses, 
by the name of Albert Yee, so enjoy this. Growing up in Vancouver, I first heard the VMC as a bunch of friendly folks singing at the opening of the St. Paul's Lights of Hope, which was featured on the news hour on BC TV, which is now Global TV. I decided then that when I grew up, I'd like to join that choir. Okay, so now what do we think about that? Oh my god, Albert has <laughs> such a broadcasting voice. <laughs> he needs to be on this podcast or he needs to be like a news anchor or something because his yes. voice is fantastic for that. Um, but I also want to question um, how young is Albert when he can say that he has watched us or uh, on the broadcast for Lights of Hope, but... Uh, that when he grow, when he grows up, he wants to be in the choir. How young is he? Because I it's, don't think we've been singing for that long, have we? It's a story like I grew up listening to you. Now I'm part of you. I feel so old listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's also another thing. Age, no, age has no boundaries in the chorus. It doesn't matter not. if you grew up, grew up listening to us or started listening to us in your sixties. We have age ranges from from 1920 to, to in people in their 80s. I'm really happy that Eric mentioned his audition song, which is the next topic we will talk about once we come back from our break. Enjoy our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> we should totally come up with like fake sponsors. That, that should be on the at the very end as a blooper clip. <laughs> that right there. It's gold. <laughs> And we are back. We hope you enjoyed your break. You hope we enjoyed your sponsors. <laughs> and uh, if you are enjoying what you're listening to right now, don't forget to like, comment, as well as subscribe to the podcast, whatever podcast uh, service that you're listening on. And uh, make sure that you tune in every every time we release one of these episodes because we got more ideas, we got more episodes planned, more guests planned, and and you we have a lot in store for this podcast that you're gonna just love. So subscribe. All right, before the break, Kale talked about audition songs and uh, the auditioning process, and that's what we're going to talk about in this segment. So I'm actually going to go ahead and ask our special guest today, Humphrey Tam. And if you want to tell us a bit about the your audition song and what was your audition like and stepping in into the Academy of Music where you first did your audition and, and tell us about that yes i uh yes i did audition at the uh the academy of music uh and uh i 
I prepared a song. I think I sang that song in like in my room and my head like many, many, many times. Um, so originally, I was gonna audition the song called "Say Something" by the Great Big World uh, and Christina Aguilera. You know, my oh, wow. typical. Yes, my typical ballad, <laughs> sad song. <laughs> uh, you know, nobody loves me. Kind of, kind of songs that I always sing. I'm giving up on you. Yeah, exactly. You know that that type of stuff. That's kind of my makes my sense jam. after you just went through a breakup. Yes, I was totally. I was totally trying to channel that side of myself when I was auditioning that song. Uh, but I didn't end up auditioning with that song because I didn't have sheet music. And then uh, you know to tell like our audience a little bit the audition process. Um, we usually have a president inside the room as long as with Willie our artistic director and then so the president just really just to be there you know just to, to so that there's two people in there uh you know making sure everything's running correctly and everything and Willie usually is the person who do you know most of the the, the he will ask us to do some scales ask us to sing different things and all uh and then um but Willie really likes to play I think uh you know along when we're singing right so uh, he prefer having sheet music. So when 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 we audition, if we have these you know, these audition songs that we want to go with, and uh, I didn't have it with me, and I didn't want to you know, try to sing a cappella just because you know what if I think that I sing really well, but I'm actually you know William Hung, and then I just William think that Hung. <laughs> I think sing really William well. Hung. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I, I don't know because, you know, all my life I only sing it in the shower. I mean, I do karaoke and all, but you never know. You never know exactly do I have a good voice until someone professionally actually tells you that you can sing, right? Um, so I didn't want to go a cappella. So at the end, I sang Oh Canada, uh, which was fine. <laughs> classic. Um, yes, a classic audition song. Uh, but... Willie did make the comment that at the end, you know how you usually at the end for a tenor, you will just aim for that high note and just go all the way. And obviously, as a as a tenor, I did that. And I remember Willie go, oh, you did. Yeah. Yep. You did. You, you did, did hit, go for that. No. Yeah. I'm like, yep. And I think that was the determined factor that I'm in first tenor is <laughs> because I aim for that last note. Uh, but yeah, so so that was kind of my audition story, I guess. Thanks for that. A little insight for those uh, people who are listening that are not a part of the chorus. If you go onto the website and then look into auditioning, um, it, it does ask everybody to kind of prepare like a verse and a chorus of a song that you'd like to audition. But it does also say if you do not have any idea that of what to sing, then just come and sing Oh Canada. If we surveyed the chorus, I would say, I would assume, my guess would be probably 50%? about... 50%? I would say one third. I was going to say about... <laughs> third probably auditioned with uh with O Canada so I, I love that we're mentioning about O Canada because when we were reading all the the, the members notes uh Cameron specifically mentioned something about that um because Cameron is uh oh is an Australian. He came from Australia. And then uh, when I think one of his friends told him that, oh, you know, it's going to be easy, you know, just audition with O Canada. He was like, what uh, is O Canada? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So apparently, he like he spent a good week memorizing the song, but he still kind of need help at the end because he just you know it's not a song that he's familiar with. So, but anyways, it's funny that we mentioned that. I thought I was going to go in and do like a big production number, but then end up just being too lazy and be like, I'm gonna do O Canada. So Willie was like, Would you like to be a baritone or would you like to be a tenor too? So I end up choosing being a tenor too, which GP is extremely mad at me for back then because like, bitch, I brought you into this choir and you're not sitting next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, we have over a hundred members in the chorus, so you see, and we're all on like kind of opposite sections where we were seated. So yeah, Kale would be much further away from GB. Like I still don't know some of the bass members because I never see them. <laughs> <laughs> well, like for first tenors, like Humphrey and I, we don't really know baritones because they're on the op- the furthest part of the room baritones you really don't know get to know them yeah when when we say we're doing outreach sometimes we that's our outreach is <laughs> you know the tenors need to do some outreach to the baritone side just because they're so far away from us <laughs> yeah um so i'm actually one of those people who did not sing oh canada I, I did come in with uh, with my own song that I want, that I auditioned with. I actually auditioned with a Christmas song because it was the Christmas show that we'd be singing in. So I thought that uh, "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas" was oh, wow. uh, the song I auditioned with, which is you know not a typical one you would want to do. But the reason I chose uh, "Have Yourself a Little Merry Christmas" is because it has such a range from low to high. And I wanted to sing, I wanted to show off all the notes that I could sing. So <laughs> you want to show dynamic. I want to show you want to di- show the audience your versatility. Oh, absolutely. Versatile one here through and through. So I was able to sing that and uh I had, you know, written down my resume right beforehand about like all my experience. So uh, going into that, it was actually more of, uh, you know, just a kind of a regular sort of musical discussion that I had with Willie going in there. He had first said to me, he's like, oh, you, you come with like a lot of musical experience. I'm like, yes, I am ready, girl. Let's do this. And uh, we sang like a few extra scales just because I know now I know, having been in the course for so many years, that the chorus is always starved, for, starving for first tenors. And so he just wanted to make sure that I could hit all the high notes, even in, in falsetto, which I'm like, yes, I can do it. I am the queen of the world. <laughs> and uh then afterwards, like first tenor, and then you meet this very small section of first tenors, sometimes less than 10 in a full season. Like three people. Yeah. <laughs> and so, which is also a, a great way to to make friends is is within your vocal section. And, and the first tenors, uh, we're all very, and, and all the groups for, for, that, for, for that point, for that matter of fact, um, are all very close with one another. And, and, and as we'll soon find out in, in further episodes of, of uh, this podcast that there is some, some friendly competition that happens as well. So we'll, <laughs> we'll learn that. But Ooh. I auditioned with Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You're a first tenor. And uh, that's how my journey started. It's so interesting that we only have a few first tenors, but when we're in a show... Freedom! <laughs> Freedom! <laughs> oh Freedom! 
Better give her what you take. Oh wow, that brings back memories. I feel like I need to dash across the the the, the, the stage immediately because right after that we have to we have on stage dancing already. Yeah. Oh my, uh, such good memories. And you know, the audition process can be whatever you make it to be. It can be like I came in there with like no sort of nerves or anything like that. But for those who are new to the experience of singing and new to the experience of auditioning. People like get very nervous and 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 yes, it's it's very you know everybody can relate to that, and it's it's not mm. meant to be intimidating by any means. It's definitely at at, at its roots, the chorus is a very much a community chorus. It's about uh, friendship inclusion. and fellowship and inclusion, absolutely. Um, but yes, going in there and you're there with the piano, you're there with Willie, you're there with the membership chairperson, um, and you're there with most likely the president. So Lenny was uh, my the president at the time when I auditioned. Lenny was the president when Humphrey auditioned. Lenny was the president. No. Lenny wasn't. Was it George? No. I was, yeah, George was uh, my president when I joined. Gotcha. Okay, so Lenny was my president and Lenny was your president as well. This uh, this very uh, new member to the chorus, the one that we have not heard so much about, really don't know him, Lenny Cousineau. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll definitely have to speak to him when we uh, have future episodes just to get to know why she's so well known in the chorus. So. But it is definitely nerve wracking walking into that room because when I auditioned, we were already at the church downtown. So it's a very like contemporary room. With a piano there, and Willie and Lenny were just staring at me. But Willie wasn't really giving me any feedback. Willie was having his poker face, playing his piano, staring deep into my soul while I was singing a national anthem that I'm not very familiar with. <laughs> so I was so nervous after afterwards, even though I have had musical experience before, I have sang before. I was like, am I good enough for this choir? Am I going to be, you know, part of this? And part of me, I was like, oh, I should be fine. But then there's always that thought in the back of your head being like, I think that they have too many tenor twos in this choir, so they might not have me. So when I heard that, oh, you, you can stay. That was a pretty fun experience. All right. And Humphrey and Kale, I know that you had both surveyed the VMC group on our Facebook group. And you've surveyed the boys about what their first audition songs were when they came and joined the chorus. And would love to hear some of those uh, songs that people sang. Absolutely. So it uh, seems like uh, musical definitely is one of the theme. Uh, and, you know, no surprise, to be honest. So we have like Castle on a Cloud uh, from Les Mis, uh Eric Brusier. That was his audition uh, <laughs> song. It's such an image in your head where you can picture a six feet three dentist with full on facial hair, like singing a children's song from Les Mis. And uh, I need this footage right now. It is something that I want to play at my funeral. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and then um, Trevor, Trevor also did Sweetney Todd, uh, uh, Joanna, same with Eric. <coughs> so it seems like is that, that might be a base. That might be a base audition song. <laughs> That's uh, We definitely have some Whitney, uh, Whitney Houston. We have Whitney? And I, I, 
Yes, and I actually did remember this particular audition. Um, so it's Gareth Wee, uh, and he sang "I Have Nothing." So I joined the. Uh, I think he he auditioned on the same year that Mikey uh, you auditioned. So because I think he he joined <gasps> season the after two thousand season after oh yeah. season after. I was outside because during the audition day, there were times that sometimes we all just have to be, you know, sitting outside of the audition hall, uh, uh, the singing hall, uh, because we were just waiting. This is being taken, and sometimes, occasionally, when there's, you know, I would say a diva, maybe when they audition, their voices carries, and uh, Gareth was definitely one of them because I remember I think I was talking to Chris Lamb. Outside and was just chatting, and all of a sudden was like, "Who? Why? It's so loud! Who's singing? <laughs> Who's belting this song?" And then it ended up being Gareth singing Whitney's "I Have Nothing," and you know we knew that he likely is gonna get in because of you know who's gonna audition this song, who dares to audition Whitney in one of this you know audition. So uh, that right there yeah. is, is something that is it takes nerve. To sing a song like that, and it's definitely iconic. Iconic. There's such a wide range. You have many people who are who love to sing musicals, as well as you have those who love to sing divas. And I was, I'm so curious to learn about if you're able to scroll through Humphrey and Kale uh, to learn about some of our members who maybe started in season one or close to that uh, to that time. I'm sure some of them may have responded. And uh, want to hear those audition songs? Um, so George actually did mention in his comment, and he said that back in the days, even though uh, you know there might be not be audition, but the prerequisite of joining the choir, it, you know, the risk is way higher. They have to worry about threats, you know, about joining a gay choir technically, and uh, how much they have to face. Uh, compared to what we have to deal with now, we just walked in and you know sing a song. Uh, they have to deal with you know the, the 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 social consequences of joining a choir as well. Yeah, and I think and, and to go along with that, I think we're just so fortunate as members who are you know fairly relatively new to the chorus that we ha- are able to still be have those members that we can learn from their experiences and have them share those experiences with us. And it really puts it into perspective how fortunate we are to, to sing freely and be our free selves. And we all have such high respect and, and high regard for, for our brothers who stood the, and battled the, the fight mm-hmm. for us. So we love you, all of the all of the boys. We love there. you. Um, but you know, going back to some audition songs, why don't you just like, you know, rattle some off? Yeah, I uh, I see this found tonight by Le Manuel uh, Le Manuel Miranda and Ben Platt, uh, which is submitted by Jason Yao uh, from Austin Warren. We have a funny girl. Yeah, and we also like have obviously because the the course is so diverse. Not everybody needs to speak uh, like singing English. So Fabio actually auditioned with a Brazilian song named. Mama Africa, which I thought was, you know, very interesting. Oh, talk about O Canada, Alain Guignot uh, auditioned with O Canada in French, which is very appropriate. I just want to mention this because I'm quite sure this song probably has been auditioned 
many, many times, and uh, which is defying gravity. Okay. <laughs> Even though it's only listed it on here once, but I'm sure that that song has been sang many, many times on Eurovision. You know, for all of our shower singers out there, and all those who have that diva moment in their in front of their mirror, and then come audition for the choir, it is no surprise that defying gravity from Wicked. Who doesn't want to hit that high note at the end? Who doesn't want to give that Wizard of Oz feel? You always end up singing it one way or the other. And that brings us to the end of our the very first episode of Untucks, the VMC podcast. I want to thank Kale and Humphrey for joining us today. Thanks, guys. It was fun. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. We'll definitely have to do this again and Kiki and, and chat about uh, other things. And we have lots planned for this first season of Untucked, which you can join us every other Wednesday. So every second Wednesday, we're going to have a new episode here for you. Make sure that you you subscribe and put your notifications on so that you'll be notified of when the next episode is released. Also follow us online under the Instagram handle VM chorus at VM chorus, and you'll be able to know more about us, learn more about our organization and also reach out to us. Let us know what you, if you'd like to know more, uh, give us any sort of questions, feedback, or if you want to know a little bit more of what is under the tux, then we will unveil it for you and make sure you listen into our next episode where we're going to delve into the first day with the VMC. We're going to talk about your first rehearsal as well as look back, 40 years ago and the first days of the VMC organization. And of course, we have so many other VMC brothers that have sent in their stories of auditioning and what song they auditioned with that we did not have time to fit into this episode. So we will put that into a bonus episode where we will react to them a little more. Thanks for listening to this episode of VMC on Tux. We will see you soon.